When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you think that fist fist dip is edible and you could use it as chip dip too? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> that's don't you don't fucking take that part out. It's a pre-show. <laughs> this show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to another episode of the Knife Talk Podcast. As always, I am Marco Malmasi here with Craig Lockwood of Chop Knives and Jeff Fader of Fader Knives. I just realized I didn't say I'm of Malmasi Fire Arts. Anyways, we're here to talk knives. We're here to answer questions, kind of help you troubleshoot your dilemmas, uh, talk about sometimes some inappropriate things. So make sure if you got the kids listening, holy smokes, you, well, you said children get of all it. ages. Well, I, I guess from eighteen and up, or I guess sixteen, depending what state you're in. Oh, if Jesus. you're past the Santa believing stage, then you can listen. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, yeah, we're here to have fun, chat, and uh, talk about knives for the most part, or at least sometimes. Anyways, sometimes, we'll, start, sometimes. Out. Yeah, we'll yeah. start out with the week, though. Craig, how's the last week been? You've been uh, juggling the kids all by yourself, haven't you? Ooh, yeah. My wife is back. Um, but I'm tired. I am Believe tired, it. tired, tired. Um, not just the kids, just a bunch of stuff going on at the moment. And, um, yeah, just like, oh, like aching tired, you know? Um, but it's cooled down. The weather's cooled down at least. So, it's, you know, it's not difficult. But, oof. I'm feeling old this week. Really old. <laughs> you do too much, Craig. Oh, uh, well, if only I had the time to do more. Um, but no, yeah, it's been a good. I'm, yeah, it's been a good week. Um, I said, started off the week with with just the kids and and me um, in that unbelievable heat. So there's a lot of time spent in kids in the bath, the sucking on ice lollies, just trying to keep cool. Um, and yeah, it, it sort of went well. Went well. Um, my wife is back. I go back to the UK myself actually now um, on a week today, a week today um, for 10 days um, for some work. So, yeah, I'm trying to get stuff ready for that. Um, you know, all good. All good. Nothing to report. Nice. Every All the kids, there were no like massive issues or problems or. No, I, I counted them when my wife returned. That we still got them all. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, we're good. They That's all have all, their yeah. fingers and toes and too, everything yeah, exactly. too. Exactly, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, we're good. Both eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Nice. Rachel, yeah, what's I, going on? I was 
I was trying to beat the heat last week too. After our last recording, uh, we actually went and swam at the river. It was kind of like uh, the last hurrah for my sister being in town as well, kind of as for the summer here around here. I think it's going to warm up again one last little bit, but it we're we're pretty much stepping into fall now here in Washington State. Uh, but it was fun swimming at the river because I did some crawdaddy fishing for the first time, or, or crawfish fishing and we literally were just we didn't use any baskets or or cages or anything like that to try to catch them or traps i guess uh we just literally dove down and grabbed them off the floor of the river and uh, we got we didn't get a ton of them we got maybe a couple dozen which is like half of a meal for one person but we we added them as like a post dinner kind of snack while we played card games and stuff like that and uh well i guess they're kind of messy. So probably not while we we're playing the card games. But anyways, they were fucking delicious. Uh, they cooked up really quick and easy. And I didn't, I don't have like a, so like a crawfish boil usually has like some sort of Creole or crawfish boil seasoning that you can like buy already pre-made and stuff. I don't have any of that stuff though. Uh, but what I do have is some Penang curry paste, which is a Thai curry. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking perfect. It was so good on the crawfish. It was I don't know if I ever want to eat it any other way. It was so good. And uh, my sister, who's from, who's lived in Louisiana for the last 12 or 15 years, I don't know now, um, but she's had, uh, she's eaten a lot of crawfish boils and she 100% was like, yes, this is very good. You should do it. You should definitely do this again. Um, so that was fun. Uh, I've had actually a couple nights out with the wife, we, you know, cause my sister was in town. She did like a pop-up with her jewelry stuff. So we went out and then uh, actually last night, my wife had some friends in town. We went out again and, uh, the kids been staying in at, at the grandparents house for uh, kind of like his own last hurrahs of the summer staying, staying the night out at grandma and grandpa's. And, um, so that gave us some free time to hang out and spend some quality time with friends and family. But otherwise, nice. I've been wrestling a couple sayas. Um, I, I I love and hate making sayas because I love the word working aspect, but I hate the fact that I make them so infrequently. I can I, I almost never remember what yeah. the steps are, and so I every understand. time I do it, it's like I'm doing it for the first time again. I got it ironed out, but there was like there were literally a couple days where I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing, and I was trying all this different shit, and it wasn't working, and I was like on the verge of having to scrap one of them and start over again. I didn't want to do that, so I was trying to slow down, or kind of like take a step away and like try to be productive in some other way, like just general cleaning in the shop and shit like that. But I I finally got it figured out and dialed in, and um, those are going to get finished up hopefully in the next day. So nice. That's been the week for me. That's what frustrating. You, that's frustrating when oh, dude, hey, you know, that's I mean that's you know that's the crazy thing about forging in general is yeah. you it is there's a lot of it where it's uh learning how to ride a bike and you don't forget how to do it but then all of a sudden there's some little idiosyncrasies that mm. just you have to do. and actually now that you mention it I'm going uh, after we record this I'm running down to Pennsylvania to teach a workshop at the Center for Metal Arts doing I a friction saw your folders. post that's exciting well yeah it's great and, and I I've created a really nice relationship with Pat and, and I enjoy being down there and I, I feel very it's very important for me and it's, it's it's great for the whole everything's really good but I always have to do a one at least one friction folder before I go down there because there are these tiny little idiosyncrasies that mm-hmm. you can forget. And if you forget them right before you teach a class, that's 
terrible. So I always try to like remind myself to knock one out and I made a reel about it and it was really, uh, really helpful. But that's totally true. Like if you don't do things over and over and over again, you forget getting in the flow of it all. And it's just, it can be very frustrating. Yeah. I, you know, I, I took a a class at the, at the New England School of Metalworks, uh, an introduction of uh, bladesmithing class. But at that point, I'd already been forging and making custom knives for like two years. But again, because I was forging so ill, ill frequently, it was like maybe once a month for a couple days, I would forge, you know, three, four, four or five blades or whatever over a couple days. Um, I, and, and that was, yeah, once a month. So every time I'd come back to forging a knife, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do next? <laughs> this is how it is. This is with everything. Yeah. And so when I took that course, it was great because it was like, oh, I, I don't know if it's two weeks exactly, but basically two weeks of time on task, day in and day out, you're fucking forging. And it made it made the whole forging progress. Like, I don't have to think about it anymore. I don't yeah. have to think about, oh, shit, it did that. Oh, I know how to fix that. Like, it's, it's, I never have to really stop and be like, well, what the fuck am I doing next? It's, it's become 100% second nature. But that's because I spent that time doing that. And it, I, it seems like a waste for somebody who already has forging experience to take a class like that. But because we typically are forging so not as frequently as, you know, every single day, um, it's just it made a huge difference and i'm so thankful that i did take that course just for the ease of going forward from that point of never having to like second guess or try to think about oh what's supposed to happen it's just like second nature and i just yeah i just blast out knives yeah repetition is underrated and a lot of people don't like it and a lot of people don't like even the repetition of simple things and it's like eh, it's too boring. I don't want to do this. But at the same time, like every time you do something, all the time, like even no matter how boring it is, you're always gonna get better. It's that fucking yeah. Karate Kid, wax on, wax off. I mean, you made him <laughs> wax the like, whatever, and then all of a sudden he's knocking people's asses out with the with the with the paintbrush. All right, who the hell knows? Is <laughs> the, uh, the crane kick? Right, 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 right. Well, I tell you what, I tell you, you what, know- that was a very good. Like I'm glad I I'm glad I forged that knife out yesterday and that a little uh, friction folder because I had the fucking weirdest week of all time. Okay. We talked back in the spring during tax time. I had mentioned the fact that there was some tax uh, information that I was waiting to get to hand it to my accountant, and it was getting late. I know that I mentioned because it, it was a frustration on my. We were waiting for this goddamn one form that every year takes forever to get, and my I said to my accountant, I said, look, just it's the same as last year. Nothing's changed. So, you know, you can fill it in the same as last year. Nothing's changed. He goes, no, 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 I can't take that chance. You got to, we'll wait, we'll file an extension. And I said, you sure? He's like, don't worry, we'll file an extension. That means filing for everybody else, filing extension. That gives you a little bit more time to put your tax forms together. So Mm. he filed the extension and obviously two days later, the form showed up. So we submitted the fight emailed him the form or sent him the form, whatever. And then we hadn't heard from him. So, you know, we hadn't heard from him and, and then, you know, filing extension could be a few months. So we are just like, all right, well, the ball's in our accountant's court to whatever. May, June, July. Why isn't he responding back? Uh, maybe he's on vacation. He's been on vacation before. May, June, July, August. He's not returning our calls. He's not returning our emails. Let's send him a letter. 
So we sent him a certified letter just to see, because, you know, at the same time, Hillary and I were just like, we're getting ready to bring our kid to school. We've got, right. got a million things to do. Let's just make sure that he's, you know, hasn't moved. Who knows? Who the hell knows? Yeah. Nothing, 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 nothing. I get a call last Friday. Uh, is this Jeff Fader? Yes. Uh, my name's so-and-so and such-and-such. I'm the son of your accountant. I'm like, oh, oh how are you? And I was immediately like, oh, Jesus Christ. Because it all occurred to us that something bad could happen. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you've heard, but my father died in June. My father oh. died in June. And I, you know, so my accountant died in June. I gave him all the shit on, in, in April. Accountant died in June. And uh, he, I was like, I was, oh, I'm so, so sorry. I mean, Hillary and I had come to the conclusion that that is a very good chance. Like that yeah. we were not, it was like, oh my God. So he goes, he goes, yeah, so my dad, had, you know, we weren't very close. And we, you know, I, I was contacted by the landlord because I opened the door and there's paperwork everywhere. I don't know if you're looking for, because I he, guess he must have seen or heard the voicemail messages we were left. And, and he goes, if you, I, I have two storage spaces I have to go. My father has been uh, holding on to the files of his customers since the 80s. He was 89. We're like, what? We had no idea that he was 89. We'd been oh, going wow. to him for 25 years. He's always been really nice. He, he always liked talking. He hated talking to me. He always liked talking to Hillary. He'd perk up every time. Of course. And, uh, <laughs> and um, so I, I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, oh, you have no idea. He's like, there. he just, he's, if you're looking for any forms, you know, forget. For, I can't help you, but I just wanted you to know. And I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, ugh. And, and all I could think of was the first, I got off the phone. And I said, I call my wife. I said, oh, the account died. And she's like, oh, no. And I said, if he, only he listened to me in April, it would have been filed. It would have been filed. He didn't, he didn't listen to me. It would have been filed. And it all would have been done. We would have been having to deal with this next year. We could have found someone else. Uh, God bless my accountant. He did a good job. We still, Hillary and I are having a lot of j- stories and jokes about him. He's a really wild guy. But, uh, hmm. yeah, that was number one. And then uh, number two is... My daughter's in college. First week went well, except for on after the first day of classes, there was a COVID outbreak. And oh, at 11 o'clock at night, we got a picture of a positive COVID test. Oh, so awesome. my kid, my kid was just like, what so woke us up? What do we, what should I do? And Hillary's like, I do this, that, that, that thing. There is no more, the, as, as far as the government goes, the pandemic's over. So the money's over. That's one of the reasons why nobody's doing anything anymore. There are no more. The money's gone, so the the pandemic's gone. You're on your own. So this, so my they didn't have anything that they had. They wanted to isolate, but her she she ended up was smart. She found another kid, a friend of hers, who has COVID, and they just kind of bunked in together. And now she's bumming me for uh, Netflix passwords and trying. Oh, of course. <laughs> so yeah. How does she not already have all that? Well, <laughs> you you can't. She did, but apparently Netflix is like getting stingy these days so oh, she but so by the time this comes out she'll have already gone through her her mandatory quarantine from the school but it was just you. like this is the this is the what thing you worry about everyone says oh she's going so far away what are you going to do if something happens mm-hmm. like i don't know that's the way it is and all of a sudden she's was like, she sick with it at all she had a no it wasn't that bad she oh, and the, and the friend her friend who's positive who they're both perfectly they're both fine i mean it, it's like a 
the cold, but you know, they got a, it's running through. I mean, you know, it's running through the, through the school right now. So they're, uh, she, they're, they're locked up in this dorm room and they're just trying to get the homework in. And, you know, she goes away for the first time in her life and now she's like in a jail cell for the most part for five days, <laughs> but she's got a good attitude and, uh, she's trying to get some homework from the teachers and everyone's being cool. But it's like, you know, when it rains, it pours over here. Mm. Wow. Jeez. There you go. Uh, what can you do? We could you go forward and make a couple jokes. We could do. Shall we try? <laughs> yeah. Shall we try? All, okay. the, all the time. First off, Knife Talk is sponsored by Even Heat, the manufacturers of the finest heat treat ovens available. To find your next oven, go to evenheat-kiln.com. There you go. And everyone's we'll fine. It. We're all we're all up in the air. We're all on this side of the ground, guys. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's that time of the year now, you know, where right. everything sort of changes anyway, right, you know? Right, it's right. big, big changes. So, yeah, hold on tight. All we'll the be time. Fine. All the time. <laughs> so what we got? Uh, questions? Questions and really good listener feedback. Okay, let's start with that, because I'm interested to know what people thought of last week's show. Okay. Whether, whether we pushed the, the boundaries a bit too far. Well, the listener feedback was very good. Uh, the, 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 the listener feedback is always very good. And... Um, uh, first things first, is we were talking about uh, Ash Edwards. Ash Edwards said that he is involved in a man shed. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. And then yes. these guys yeah, are like yeah. breaking his balls to give yeah. him a free knife and stuff like that. Well, our friend Ronald Knives in Australia wrote, Ash Edwards. All right. So if you if you don't listen, if you're not listen, if you if you don't know what we're talking about, last episode, guys, his friends are breaking his balls. They want him to give him free a free knife, and he's just like beat it. So uh, Ronald Knives says, Ash Edwards should run a knife-making class for the guys at the the men's shed who keep pestering him for free knives. It'll Mm. give them an insight into what actually goes on into making a knife and also hopefully shut them up. If he reaches out to me at Gamaco, Ronald Knives is at Gamaco, we can probably help him out with some steel or something too, which is a nice gesture. So Ash, go. I mean, you still got to do the work, but I mean, he's going to offer you the steel. And then, (laughs) and then uh, Ronald says, as sketchy as the name sounds, obviously man shed sounds weird. uh, The men's shed organization is a great one for men's mental health here in Australia. We're happy to help here. And some of the material with some of the materials we can. So, Ash Edwards, go reach out to Ronald Knives over at Gamaco. He's willing to... Uh... Actually, you know what? He's willing to placate to your bullies is what he's willing to do. I mean, <laughs> exactly. these motherfuckers yeah, yeah. don't deserve this kindness of the knife-making community. No, I. you know what I say? I say take him up on it. You make them draw file those fucking knives and yeah, hit, do sand the blades and do all that shit. You got to bring do the forges. You got to bring the kiln. You got to bring the, all the tools. You got to lug all that shit around. And then all of a sudden they're just like, they're drinking beers and thinking it's easy and they're going to ask you to do it. Hmm. All right. So that was that. Uh, blades by Johnny, our friend in Hawaii. Hope you're well, my buddy, my buddy Johnny. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I want to say the bla- the brass slug after betting the tang was a great idea. We He wanted to know how to uh, put a pin into a, a tang, and we suggested mm. drilling a hole before heat treatment, putting in a brass slug, and then drilling that out. So great tips. Thank you, Blades by Johnny. Um, Diego Le Pen, our good friend Diego Le Pen, says, this is for listener feedback. Your show is the only one I listen to. This is for you, Craig, I guess. The only one I listen to that I can turn the volume down to a normal level instead of constantly turning it up and down. 
All others, including the ones that are supposed to be made by professionals, have all their levels all over the place. One person seems to be whispering. The other person is in a video call throughout their phone. Another one seems to be swallowing the mic. I uh, really appreciate the quality of your audio. It's always top-notch. It hasn't been always top-notch, but it has been recently. <laughs> We've had our struggles. We've had yeah. our struggles. Consistent, clear, and understandable. Keep up the great works, gents. Uh, yeah. So congratulations, Craig. We finally got it. We take it. it seriously, don't we? We you finally, know? finally. I yeah. We, the biggest issues we've ever had has always been the software that we're using um, yeah. rather than our, you know, us. I think we, we do a good job. Yeah. That makes it see. That's what makes it the most frustrating. It's because like we know what to say, and even on full blast, or even on you know, we know what to say and do. But like when something gets in your way, that's the worst. Um, yeah. Bo Smith, Bo Smith says Vegemite. We were talking about Vegemite last week. Vegemite and avocado toast is definitely the bomb. Give it a go, but yeah, go easy on that Vegemite. Hmm. And then we're into fist dip. That was uh, that was uh, <laughs> this dip territory. Last week, um, I we even got a message from uh, Lawrence Lake who says he's going to start to stock fist dip. He oh, said it's a trend. He's going to start to stock it. Uh, Mark's Engineering says you guys crack me up with the tip dip and lube oil saga. Um, where where else we have? Uh, <laughs> So BG Bosch, BG Bosch is a graphic designer for the military. He was talking a number of a week episodes ago about like how he was a graphic designer for the military, and we just made the jokes that you know he just drawn the shark teeth on the missiles. Yeah. So, <laughs> so he said, BG Bosch says, "Haha, I just finished last week's episode, and I can't." Um, thanks for the slight ribbing. To be clear, if anyone is at all curious, my art team and I mainly create illustrations and graphics for the operator and maintenance repair manuals on our military vehicles. We also support marketing campaigns and, cons- and customer proposals. We don't really get to paint on the vehicles, but using CAD modeling, uh, we get to create... Okay, this isn't LinkedIn. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you looking for a job there? Send BG? your CVs this way. Jesus Christ, he's looking for a job on Knife Talk. <laughs> All right, you're hired. Uh, but he says, uh, I'm Canadian, spent a good part of my time in the U.S. working with soldiers. In fact, Mareko, I spent a couple weeks out near you at the Joint Base uh, Lewis-McCord in yeah. February and used some of your food mentions from the area for guidance. Oh, nice. Uh, but being Canadian, I have to say sorry for boring you. And again, <laughs> sorry for the job. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got a lot. Of, the the fist dip stuff wasn't like, I mean, it wasn't like per- profound as in like people wrote tomes about it. Usually people will write a whole tome about it. But yeah. people certainly liked all of our fish uh, fist dip situations. Oh, and then fist one last thing from, we, we talk about like, how Instagram, if Instagram uh, is going to bo- not bother you, if it's going to um, uh, accept or reject things. And Walker Knife says, uh, hmm. I thought you guys might find this interesting. I've been having success advertising on Instagram lately. I used to get ad rejected all the time, and I'm not sure if it's changed, but I'm just... Uh, or if I'm just getting luckier, uh, or whoever does the review, but I've successfully run eight ads in the last few weeks. I've been able to drive people to my email list mm-hmm. on my website with ads as well as gain IG followers. There so it's, uh, you know, it's up and yeah, down. Maybe, maybe things are changing there. Maybe, yeah. I doubt yeah. it. There's a definite sort of change in people's attitudes now, I think, towards things, where I think two, three years ago we were hitting sort of peak 
of everybody just being a little bit too concerned about other people's business and a bit, you know, and it was all a bit much. People are generally a bit more relaxed now, I think. We seem to be going that way, well, which is nice. It's it's, you know, social media is changing every day. Yeah. I mean, there's no question about it. And the things that get flagged and things that don't get flagged, I think still, once again, I, think, well, I hate to say it, but it's not a person. It's like an algorithm and they see something or they find something. Or it's, it's, it's deep learning software and they're just, some guys get the hook and some guys don't. So hmm. I don't understand it, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's do some questions then. But before we do. Combat Abrasives makes the world's best abrasive belts for knife makers. Available in any size at unbelievable prices. Go take a look at CombatAbrasives.com and get 15% off with promo code KNIFETALK15. Do it now. 15% off. Do it now. Okay, questions. We get them. Um, we are Knife Talk Podcast on Instagram. If you've got a question, DM us. We'll add it to the list and we'll get to it one day. So um, Woodstock Bladecraft has done exactly that. And he's got a dilemma. Um, I'm a newer maker. I have some funds, not a lot, but some money to invest in myself and my craft. Would you, A, invest in some new equipment for the shop, like a killer heat treat oven from Evenheat, or B, travel to an event like Maker Camp to meet and learn from some of the best makers in the country? Both would obviously help take my knife making to the next level, but in different ways. Which would you choose to invest in? That's a really good question, actually. Uh, well, dilemma, I suppose. Um, yeah, should he uh, be invested in kits such as a uh, even heat, or should he go to make a camp and meet makers and try and learn from them? Mareka, what would you say? I would say kit first, um, because obviously you can develop the relationships um, later. But if I struggle, like say you go to maker camp. And you learn some great stuff, but then you come back home, but you don't have equipment to work on to repeat those lessons that you just learned or to, you know, put to use some of that knowledge that you just learned. Uh, kind of like what we were talking about early on er, in the episode about, um, you know, repetition. It's hard to get those rep in, reps in when you don't have the equipment to do the work on. I think there's a ton of really great information out there that you can learn online but again, you need the proper equipment to start to accomplish that stuff. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think there's, th honestly, there's more value in meeting those people and learning from those people, one, once you have the equipment, but also once you have some reps of your own under your belt and you've made some mistakes and you've, fig you've figured out how to fix those mistakes so that when you get to the point where you are taking a, a forging demo from cliff and john and jeff or or you know grinding demo for me or something else whatever um at, at a place like micro camp or hammer in or whatever uh that that information has a lot more value you, to you at that point um mm. and means more to you rather than it you know i i i've had people who are complete novices brand new and they want me to explain some of the most complicated damascus pattern stuff um that I'm like, like I was sharing on my pattern model Wednesdays and this was a while ago, but this kid was like, I want to, can you explain and like make a video of how you do this? And I'm like, I asked him where he's at and he told me he hasn't done anything yet. I was like, listen, when you are ready, what I've already put on this post is going to be more than enough information for you, but you got to get to that point first. Hmm. And so I think kit before, um, uh, uh, like, 
trying to go and learn stuff. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, I think it's more valuable. Yeah. You know, you you can talk to people, you can learn from people, but there's you're not going to learn as much as just trying yourself and getting your hands dirty. Um, yeah, Kit, sorry, Marek, I cut you off there. Sorry. No, I'm sorry good. for the dings. I'm, I'm apparently I have some people who can get through <laughs> do not disturb mode. So I apologize. Oh, is that your, really? Is, <laughs> right. Is your yeah, daughter it? getting through? No, it's not her. Don't okay. worry about it. Tony, it's fine. I, but I'm like, oh, like God damn, it's so goddamn loud. Sorry about the dings. You know what's funny? I totally, I don't totally disagree with you guys, but I, I had a, I was going to take it a different route, and I think a lot of it is based on age. If I were to look back now, my experience is totally different for everybody else's because I was working as a blacksmith before I wanted to be a blacksmith. So I was paid as a fabricator and blacksmith before it was like something that it was going to be something that I enjoyed and be a hobby. And it's if I if I looking back now, if I were to just redo everything, I would rather take classes and figure out if it's something that I wanted to do, and then once I take enough classes that I feel like it's something worth getting, then I would start to say, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, it's like fishing reels are, I always usually say, you know, fishing rods and fishing reels. You can get the introductory fishing rod and fishing reel, but you're going to grow out of it faster than you yeah. realize. And I yeah. feel like a lot of equipment's the same way. So my personal opinion is that's why people start off with the two, one by 24, whatever that little tiny grinder, and then they kind of graduate up and then they graduate up. I feel as though if I could do it again, I'd want the information in classes rather than just watching people and then like decide if this is where I'm going to go and what I'm going to get. And then I can get a better idea of what I need. I feel like that might be a, and it's not, it's not a, it's not a, the popular way to go. I mean, everyone wants to buy stuff. So, but at the same time, I feel like I would have a better understanding before I started purchasing that makes sense. things. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, you know, anvils are the perfect example. You know, people. I mean, anvils are the perfect example. People just buy the fucking first thing they see, and 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 a lot of times, they're terrible. And it's like they don't realize that uh, that you don't realize the mistakes, and then all of a sudden they're stuck with this anvil. Mm-hmm. Did um, you see Will Selter's video this week? Oh, when he was with in those Italy? Anvils. What did he come around to my house and he's tripping over all my anvils? <laughs> was you, that what happened? He came to your, he came to your fortress of it anvils? Wasn't, it, no, it, it wasn't my house. But did, did you see it? All those anvils? Oh, and it, it was, was last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he went to... Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. But I, I would, I would ha- try to have a better understanding before I started buying stuff. Because then you, then you kind of know what you need. And then you don't hmm. get stuck playing like, oh, this guy's selling a foot-powered treadle hammer. I should get that. You don't want that. You know, you don't yeah. want that fucking I do, thing. I mean, I do sort of agree, but I think there's certain things, such as a grinder and an, and a heat treat oven, that are the, that, that they are the basics. That you know, that they're, they're not little purchases. They're big purchases. But to get anything done, you do really need these things. But you don't know the specification, but you might just say, I need a heat treat oven. You get a heat, heat treat oven, then it turns out it's too short, you know, or it's too, yes, or it's yeah. not, you're not, you, you kind of just like, it's like your eyes are bigger than your stomach and then you get something and you're just like, ah, I wish I'd gotten this yeah. or I wish I'd gotten this. But if you like do it for a while and it's like, okay, yeah, the, the LB series doesn't have coils in the back and allows me to make a bigger, a longer knife. It doesn't ruin the tip. You have a little bit more experience and then when you're, you have a little bit more information before you buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have, yeah. oh, go that's, ahead. A, that's a good point. It is a good point. 
I was just going to say, I, I was reading it as literally just going to Maker Camp. Because Maker Camp, while there's a lot of great people there, and they're doing lots of great demos, none of it is in-depth. But when it, if it's actually, like, if the question is, do I buy equipment or do I take a class, I 100% am with you, Jeff. Take a fucking class first before you even decide to start dropping money. But it's to me, it seemed like this guy is already in that mode, like he's decided... Like he's started, he's already doing. We're actually just pulled up his page. He's already doing knife work, so he's got a com understanding and comprehension of what goes into it. Now he's trying to decide: do I upgrade, or do I mm. try to go to somewhere where Maker Camp? And while Maker Camp is great to meet people and see demonstrations, this again, it's not super in depth as as it would be to take a, a full day or two day or three day class versus a one hour demonstration. I never yeah. take questions literally. I go with what, if it's a medium question, I, I try to kind of judge it up a little bit. No, I, I think it's good to have that. Flick, uh, I would, to, to, I mean, make, like that. that's the thing about maker camp. Also at maker camp, you might watch people do things incorrectly. So just be oh, aware sure. that like there's some fucking there's <laughs> yeah. some ho there's some horse shit there, going on there was, too. There no some... disrespect to our listeners nope. who are there. I'm with you, but <laughs> there is some fucking horse shit there too. So be aware that this is not like you know this is not like a uh, the college symposium with all these different professors there. There's a lot of fucking goofballs there too. So you might not <laughs> you know you might not get you might not get that Princeton education over at Maker Camp. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you might be getting that fucking bullshit. Shit, garage sale horse shit you never know <laughs> for sure but so. i think you're right because like jeff uh, go ahead when it comes to equipment um taking a class and doing so and i think i don't know when i started out i built my own grinder and i 100 percent wish i had not done that right i wish i had just invested it because i already knew i wanted to do get into knife making i wish i had just in, invested up front in a solid grinder that i didn't have to fuck around with i literally had to like plug in and start work working it and if you go to broadbackironworks.com you can get you one of them grinders um you can put in knife talk 10 at checkout and you can save yourself 10 percent on anything you get from them whether it's their grinding packages to individual tools to whatever tool arms to whatever and they're great machines. They're also work cross-platform um, because they their tool arms accept a very uh, common inch and a half tool arm. Um, but they're like the Swiss Army knife for the grinding shop. Um, so if you are going to spend some money on some on your next kit, go get go look at their packages. Go look at their packages. Go look at the grinder packages as well as uh, the tool arms. Um, and then when you check out at broadbackironwork.com, make sure you put in Knife Talk 10. I do have this kind of uh, talking about grinders. I have a tip that I've kind of thought about last week and this week. And this is something that really changed the way I grind, even just a little bit. I'm tr constantly trying to work on the belt finish because I feel like something, I, I, the belt finish is now really helping me with, uh, I've been doing a stone wash finish, which has been really kind of neat and I really like mm. it. And if you can get the belt finish right, the stone, you can, you have to look hard to see that, the, 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 the belt finish. Right. And yeah. what I started to notice was, and I, th I don't know if our listeners do, because I get a lot of messages from people like, my belt finish sucks, what's going on? I don't think that we talk, we've ever really talked enough about the importance of a pristine platen. Because if you're using your platen, and what Broadbeck does is Broadbeck also sells platen replacement plates. 
that you just kind of get by it. Some people put uh, a Pyrex on the plate, and when when you when you're using that platen for profiling, you're actually kind of wearing away material in the platen at that spot, and yeah. over time. If you're going up and down, you, all the different ways, you're going to notice that your platen is indented. It's got, like, you've worn it away. It's cupped or something like that. When you try to do a belt finish with a fucked up platen, <laughs> you're going to get a fucked up belt finish. It's, it, it's, it's, and I was really, I, I, uh, I have the uh, surface grinder attachment for Broadback, and I just decided to flatten the plate that they gave us. They gave us a quarter-inch plate. and I could order more, too. I just decided I'm going to use the surface. I was surprised at how much material I took off to get it super flat. And once I got it super flat, I was getting such better grinds. I couldn't even, I couldn't even stand it. So I think that we really need to focus on... It's the point where I've designated one... I designated one of the grinders... Uh, one of the platens only for profiling and one of them only for uh, grinding bevels because yeah. I want to really maintain that crispness. Yeah. And I not- I notice a huge difference when, when the platen is like really crispy and clean and, and there's no indentations. And I, and, I, and, I, and I would associate it similarly with um, if you had a bat, if you had an anvil with a, with a big di- cr- crack in it, and then you start, start, with a that, big what? With a big crack. What did oh, I say? I thought you said big dick. No, I said big dick, big crack. What's the if you have a hey, listen. If you have an anvil with a big dick, God bless you, because I mean that is a fucking thing. But if there's a crack, Most people in it, call it the horn. Well, or the bick. They call it the bick too. B i c k. That's b i c k is right. They call that too. But if you had like a dent in your anvil and then you forge into that dent you're going to push that dent into whatever yeah. you're forging it's the yeah. same thing with your aunt. i couldn't believe the difference i got uh when i, w- when I when my platinum was really crispy clean and flat is anybody making so you know like a file guide you have those cowboy carbide yeah. sort of plates is anybody making a carbide plate to go on a platen that would be far more wear resistant than i would be an expensive because I, I would think it'd be hard to because all the platens are all drilled differently Mm-hmm. And I would think that it would be hard to drill through the carbides. Yeah, that'd be maybe. Super yeah. Tough. But it's and it would probably be very very fragile too. I think that you gotta like use it. I think that you have to think of the platen as a, a, a consumable. Consumable, right? But yeah. if you yeah. just if you're just doing if you're if you're setting at one spot, you put your work rest in, and you're using the the platen for uh, profiling, cleaning up your profiles. You're gonna you're gonna look at that. Pl- you're gonna find a put your finger on it. You're gonna have a, you're gonna have a fucking dip there. So yeah. then you go back and you're freehanding your knife. Your knife. You're gonna yeah. wonder why your grind looks so shitty, and it's because you're embedding that imperfection into whatever you're grinding. You know what the move is. Go ahead. Stop using your flat platen to profile knives. Use a mm. contact wheel. Because I see o- people do that. It's only to profile it. You know yeah, in the finish grinding. I normally would anyway. And yeah. the handle sculpting and the edge read. Like you're going to end up hitting that stuff. But instead of jamming it into the flat platen using a contact wheel, it will help save your platen for sure. But it's actually, you can get more work out of, what would otherwise otherwise be kind of worn out belts 
Um, so you can take an, an old 60 or old 36 that seems like it's beat the shit and you can't use it for profiling, even profiling on a flat grind, flat platen, you can put it on a contact wheel and you can still get work done on that thing. Yeah. But you're, are you, but you're not getting it. You're not getting, if you're making, if you're not, if you're doing a full tang knife, you're not getting your, you're not getting completely square. Right, but that's why I was saying when you go in, like this is just for you know before heat treat roughing. and stuff like that. Like that's Rough, roughing out. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. for roughing out. Instead of standing there and just jamming it in to remove a ton of material, use a contact wheel, and you can you can one, it's a wheel, so it's less of an issue. But two, you can get a lot of work out of your belts. But also, like around the full tang of the hand, I guarantee you grind on that. To, like even after your glue up, right? You're like you're grinding on that to clean that shit up. That's gonna clean up that maybe the the slight little hollow that would be there. But most people have at least an eight inch contact wheel and across uh, anywhere from a sixteenth of an inch to three sixteenths of an inch. That's basically flat, huh. and it would take very little to flatten that out. All right. Well, we're yeah. gonna have to try it out the next time. But I but, but what I've been doing is I've been. I've been neglecting the platen because I I just figure who gives a shit, and I've noticed once I clean it up, I notice a huge difference because now I, the better the belt finishes, the easier it is for the stone wash. So like I'm being very conscious of that and cleaning up. David and I have been cleaning up the platen on the disc grinder, and it's 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 shocking how much better it is. Yeah. When you kind of keep that platen clean. Mm. Platen talk. Look, sometimes we talk about we knives. Sometimes we talk about talk about dicks. Sometimes deep dive on platen. Sometimes we talk about you know fish dip or uh, whatever. Uh, whatever. Fish dicks. Yeah. Let's um, keep going. I will say too the the broadback adjustable. The, they ha oh, I can't remember the actual name of the the tool rest, but it's like highly adjustable to oh, all yeah. kinds of different angles and also like the articulated arm, yeah, 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 and different right. heights. And so, if you do want to, or if you don't want to always be working in the exact same place, that tool rest will help save your ass, so that you can maybe do. If you are going to use your flat platen for profiling, maybe you do it at the bottom of the platen or at the top of the platen, rather than right in the middle where you're going to do the majority of your blade grinding. That's a so it's fucking, less likely to mess with. The, that's a fucking good idea right there put it at the bottom where you're not going to be look at you look at you you've got the extra long platen you've got more space again look at yeah, you, you just ride up and down see here's yeah. the, here's the problem and the broadback guy's got to figure out the extra long platen is good but the Moreco platen is better they got to have an extra long Moreco platen that's the that would be it that's what you need <laughs> You only have so much space within that 72-inch length of belt to fit a deep, long platen. To, to quote Taylor Swift, I don't care. <laughs> Did she say that? Yeah, she, she said, said that, that. Yeah. Okay. She All said right. it. Okay. She said, that's what they said. When they said, Taylor Swift, do you want to play for the Super Bowl? She says, I don't care. No. I'm kidding. Fair I don't enough. know if that's a Taylor Swift quote. I don't wish it was. <laughs> I wish it was. I don't, that would be a great song, I don't care. Can you imagine? I can. Yeah. Anyway, whoop, 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 whoop. Possible knife, Karen. Alarm, alarm. Fernandez Fernandez said. That was a floppy alert. <laughs> <laughs> we got a possible knife, Karen, from Fernandez Ford. says, I posted a knife I made using G10 pin stock. I didn't describe all the materials in the post, so I don't know if the, this guy thought they were regular plastic or what, but this guy made a comment along the lines of, knife looks good, but I wouldn't trust those pins. I replied to him to let him know um, they were G10, uh, but I got no response, of 
obviously. Um, he said, I could see a concern if it was a competition chopper. Um, does this guy's comment hold any weight or is he just a knife, Karen? He's a knife, Karen. I think he's a knife, Karen. Of course he is. Even if it did carry weight, he's still a knife, Karen, for doing it. Yeah. Um, no, those pins I, are fine. <laughs> yeah, I think a, a pin is there and the only way that's going to break is if it's sort of sheared off. But like any sort of pin, I mean, you're talking, what, half inch maybe? The strength on any sort of pin at just half inch in in length is 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 unbelievable, and G10 is more than up to the task. So yeah, yeah, definite knife carrier. I would say I would suggest, and maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I would think if you just went flat pins, you know, you 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 put together G10 pins that were glued in to G10, mm. and then G10 handle with brass pins not peened over, just kind of just fitted in. I would suggest that the bond with the glue on the G10 would be better. I agree. Sure. It's a bit lot more porous. Right. Yeah, definitely. I would totally yeah. think that that's probably stronger than the potential for, you know, then you're grinding the knife, the brass gets hot, it kind of loosens up in that thing. Next thing you know, you got your yeah. pin sticking out the side. I'm th- I'm going I'm going I'm going G10 over the brass. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, look at her. Knife carrots, baby. Yeah. We get that shit if, you know, a lot. If you, Some people do. If you lived in Canada and you're looking for pins, where would you go? Where would you go? I would go to the King Lawrence Lake Maritime Knife Supply. He got out. He got it all. He got even the dip. <laughs> yeah, he told. <laughs> he sent a picture of that purple dip, and he says, "I'm getting a pallet of it. A pallet <laughs> of it." <laughs> Lube yourself up. I'm getting a pallet. I'm gonna be. He's going to take the market. The fish. The fist dip market by storm. Canada, prepare yourself because Maritime Knife Supply is going to give it to you, but it's going to be nice. And if you go to MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, all your kilns, all your belts, abrasives, steels, all that stuff is all there for you. And he is a knife maker, not a knife Karen. He is a knife maker, so he knows what you need. And if you if you suggest something that you might need, he'll he'll put it up. We talk about anything on this goddamn podcast, and he's buying <laughs> he ten pallets it. of it. <laughs> Boner Lockwood talking about it. <laughs> fucking up yours. Next thing you know, he's got a pallet of it coming over from who knows where. <laughs> Maritime knife supply is a place to go, even if you're United yeah. States. And he's got the broad. He's got a. He's got the Broadbecks. He's got the Damasteel. He's got the combat abrasives. He's listening to us. We, who knows what we talk about? But if we, if it gets real weird, he's gonna have it, whether you like <laughs> it or not. We should test him next week. We should come up with something yeah. special. <laughs> <laughs> Good old yeah. MaritimeKnifeSupply.com. Go take. He's got it all. Um, also, Maritime Knife Supply on Instagram. Uh, go take a look. Lawrence is a good, good dude. I bet you could grease okay. the ways for your hammer, for the hammerhead to slide up and down nice and smooth. What's the ways? What do you mean the ways? Way, where, you know, like for your hammerhead, for your power you mean hammer. Like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you know, the, you know what? Somebody's got to get that fist dip <laughs> up yours and use it for the ram their power hammer. This little giant is, is sponsored by up yours. Why I'm, not? Assuming it's food, I'm assuming it's food safe. I don't well, who know. Who cares if it's food so. safe? Are you sticking your power hammer to get the rammer? You got you you extra give, ramage. You gotta have the. You got. I mean, yeah, extra ramage. Ten percent extra ram guaranteed. Extra ramage. <laughs> 
that Lawrence, that's your move. You get the get the fist dip. You'll it'll be like Gator Piss. You're gonna sell it up. You're gonna sell up yours all day long. All these knuckleheads with all their power hammers are gonna be like, this power hammer isn't hitting hard enough. You know what we need? We need a fist it. We need to fist it with the up yours. And I know that Lawrence Lake has it. A maritime knife supply. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. I'm telling you, it is unbelievable. So, so back to Fernandez. Yes, definite knife, Karen. Um, yeah, G10, pin, G10 pins are strong as hell. Um, they're never going to be as good as mechanical fixing. No. You know, but um, if you're just using pins, I'd say with G10, G10 pins got to be the way to go. Definitely. Yeah. Also, I would say if somebody's not willing to have like a civil discord and conversation about the the merits of different construction they're gonna just say some shit and then disappear they want 100 percent one a fucking coward and two a knife karen people people say even people with well-intentioned say dumb things they say what's on their mind and somebody will see one of my knives and be like that's not my taste but great job what the fuck (laughs) i mean it's like I get that shit all the time. He's like, well, that's yeah. that's a little bit out of my wheelhouse, but c- congratulations. Like, what the fuck do you have to say maybe, anything? Maybe they're just giving you the slap and the tickle. I, but who wants it? It's like, you know... You <laughs> nobody just, wants nobody it. Nobody wants it. Nobody <laughs> wants it. Oh, no, it's it's too tacky for him, but thank me. Well, what the fuck? Mm. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Right. there's there's absolutely no point in saying that first part. But absolutely people have no control. They, I, or I'll do a cook. I've been lately, I've been doing a lot of cooking videos because I'm getting more involvement. I'm getting more engagement. And it's also, I'm trying to sneak past the algorithm by like just having the knives to use to cook. And I'll, I'll post something about food and somebody will say, that's, uh, I don't eat fish. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I get that. It's like, oh, I can't eat oysters. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's like, what the fuck? This isn't for you. This isn't like a fucking, uh, whatchamacallit, a cameo, a cameo yeah. video. But I, I find myself be like, oh, you can't put, one other guy, oh, some of our listeners is, oh, you put sauerkraut on the, on the top first. Wh- why? I'm like, what the fuck? Like, bro, <laughs> you, you say these things, it just like doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you put mustard on top of the sauerkraut. Oh, well, how dare you? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What? What's the matter with you? People Wait, want to be. Heard. What's wrong with mustard on top of the sauerkraut? Apparently, a couple. P- I did a thing. Uh, you know what? I should fucking just say it. here. Let's just let's just get on with it. 
God bless the people who comment on my things. And I'm just going <laughs> to say this just because it was so bizarre and I had nothing. I don't go, like I've said a million times, I don't go after people on there. I bring it here. So I did a thing about, and, and th- God bless this guy. I, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it. So guy goes, guy, well, I did a thing about hot dogs. So I was trying to do a video about the fork. I decided I was in Yankee game. I played uh, New York, New York by Frank uh, Sinatra. I'm making the hot dogs with the goddamn, <laughs> with the goddamn fader fork. And one guy says, oh, I shouldn't put the sauerkraut on first. Another one guy goes, I'd love to come to New York. He's like, oh, I really want to come to New York, but I can't imagine myself Go, and I'm paraphrasing, it's fine. I can't imagine going to a place where I can't defend myself with a weapon or something like that. Like, <laughs> oh, and I wanted to write, all I wanted to write is, this is you a fucking welcome. hot dog. This is a fucking hot dog. This isn't a political <laughs> agenda. This isn't about whether or not you can be armed or not in New York. I don't give a shit. I'm for the Second Amendment, but it's just like, why would you even, turns out the guy's a cop too, from like, you know, oh, the South. Jesus. God bless him. But it's just like, Hey, we don't want you here either. Then I don't know what to say. This is a fucking hot dog video, and you're making this into more than what it is. It's bizarre. People do what they do. All right, I'll get off of that. God bless them all, though. I appreciate it. I, listen, I'm with you 100. percent I do want to say, in in uh, I I don't know if this is necessarily in relationship to the fork, but I guess it's in relationship to non knife things that knife makers make. Did you make that spatula, or you just rehandled it? All right. No, I had a guy okay. who said he reached out to us and then into the you know, send a message to Allison. Allison goes, "I have this spatula that they don't make anymore. It was a, it was a, from a company that you. they don't make it anymore. I love this spatula; it's my favorite spatula. But the handle warped off, wrapped up. He put it in the dishwasher a thousand times. I mean, it's right. like that's what happens. I wonder, can you put one of your style handles on the thing? And I think to myself, sure. And I said to Allison. Give them a price that, you know, is, it's, it's, you know, it, it's not like when a pitcher throws a pitch too close and it brushes them off the plate. Kind of like ch- yeah, yeah. a little bit of chin music, to be honest with you. Because yeah, yeah. it's like, we got to be if worth our time. Let's see yeah, if you, yeah, you know, yeah. I hear a lot of, yeah. so we get, you give him a price. He says, terrific. Let's do it. So he sent it to me. We chopped off the wood and we put a new handle on. And it was like, and I've been thinking about doing spatulas. I'm actually going to be doing uh, some type of spatula. We already cutting it out. We're going to next week or something like that. But like, it was funny because we don't normally take on jobs that we don't normally do. But I thought it would be fun. So no, I did not make the spatula. I did make the thing. We are working out ta- ways in which to make. I want to make spatulas. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fun. But I'm going to end up rehandling a couple extra spatulas for some friends who reached out to me. So right. But nice. uh, yeah, the guy's super pumped. He wrote to me. He wrote to me. He's like, "This is going to be the most expensive spatula on the planet." I'm like, "Bro, this is the like one. You don't even know what you're getting yourself into. This is definitely <laughs> not the. I mean, 150 bucks to rehandle. This is like the cheapest. This is on the cheap scale." You have no idea what I've seen, my man. I think, and then that was the end of it. I was like, dude, you can think all you want, but this is not the most expensive spatula you've ever found. I can guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been following uh, Alvin Kailan actually since you introduced oh, yeah. me to him uh, several dude. years ago. And, uh, and then also George Motes, who uh, does the burger show with him right. from time to time. And George actually came out with like a custom style special. And I think that fucking thing was like 250 bucks or something. There's, like that. there's one called, I think it's called the Smashula or the something Smashula. like that. Yeah. There's a guy, cause actually I know they, when they first did it, they, it was, it's a heavy spatula for just for making smash burgers. Right. And mm. it's like, I mean, you know, 
some of these guys, these knife, these cooks don't know how to, I mean, if it's so hard to smash a burger down with a regular spatula, I mean, God bless you. <laughs> Nobody Good knows luck how to do with anything. the rest of your life. <laughs> Nobody knows how to do anything on this planet. You know that, right? I mean, the people in the making community, the knife making community, everybody, we've all know how to figure stuff out. But some of these guys, they're just like, oh, I think I need a different type of spatula because I don't know how to make the fucking hamburger flat. So let's pay extra 150 bucks for this thing. It only works for one thing. But uh, yeah, the, the spatulas are in. So yeah. Hmm. I, well, I remember and they could I, be easily made, I think. For sure. You know, you well, the heart laser cut them out and get a bender on them. And would you heat treat well, them? Well, that's the thing because I was actually th- we were trying to do one, and I figured out a way that you could. <sighs> All right, I might as well say it. So, what I was thinking about doing for this one spatula was I I wanted to know if I needed a heat treat or not. I took one of my spatulas, and they I don't think they're heat treated, but they might be. And I figured out that you could if you had a if you were plate quenching spatulas, and if you had two plates that were cut so it's not two plates it's four plates you put them down and then you could actually bend it while it's being plate quenched the problem is mm. it's not one bend it's two bends for right. most of these spatulas so yeah. well, my I, concern would be the the i guess kind of the blade the of bend. the spatula being harder than the work surface and gouging the work surface. I think it's something yeah, to think yeah. about for it just in general for anybody is like something in in the system somewhere should give a little bit more than something something else. And what's easier to replace? Is it the grill like the flat top grill or is it the spatula? Well, and they're my, not hard, they're not sharp and they're not like an edge for exactly. blade. They don't hold an edge. So no, 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 not, not, not like a sharpened edge, but I have seen like some fucked up flat tops from people being abusive right either with yeah. uh the, the, the corners the scraper blades and shit for cleaning and bricking off the flat top at the end of the night and so that is that's just yeah i mean we did talk in the past though when i was doing those butter knives about um the um the corrosive properties of heat treating mm-hmm. compared to non-heat treating so I, I think a few people said there is an advantage to heat treating um to stop it being so corrosive but um yeah, I don't I know. tell you what I, I want to do is a fish spatula. That might be the best f- spatula of all. Mm. You see, fish it's like yeah. it's like lo- it's a long it's a long blade and it's straight and yeah. it's yeah. it's it's very they're for delicate stuff and stuff like that. They're awesome. They're terrible for grills, but everything else they're great. I would mm. love to. I might ha- rehandle the one I have, but uh, yeah, yeah, spatulas are great. The funny thing about people who make spatulas, and if you're listening to me and you say I make spatulas, you guys <laughs> are making the ones for home cooks that they've ju- just for flipping pancakes and taking cookies off sheet trays. They're not, really, they're not really meant for big stuff, and it's very funny to me. I always can tell. You can kind of. I'm being such an asshole today. You can <laughs> always tell. You can always tell when a knife maker or a, a utensil maker doesn't actually cook. Oh sure, okay. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you can totally tell. And it's sorry, okay. I'm such a dick today. <sighs> <sighs> okay, do you know what would be really cool? A spatula made out of Dharma steel. Ah, uh, that's a imagine? good idea. Can you imagine? Oh. It could be pretty cool. And we—I've been speaking to them this week. Actually, I've been speaking to Carly um, regarding the the Dharma steel chef invitational. Um, which is in November, which is always a, a great, great show. Um, some of the best knives, all you know, all on. So you can have a look online, and you know, they get a winner and all the rest of it. And we always do a live show for it. So it's always a good time. Always a good time. But obviously, we're doing the build along this year, 
Um, and what they've said is, we're going to have two winners of the build-along. Oh. And there is prizes. There is prizes. So Pear, who's the uh, the CEO of Dharma Steel, he's going to pick a winner. Um, and we're going to pick a winner as well. Okay. As in Knife Talk. Whoa. The um, three of us? So if you're... The three oh, of us. Between boy. the three of us, we'll pick a winner. Um, so um, if, if you're doing the build-along, um, they want one picture. And she, she's actually underlined. One stunning image only. Um, and you can email that to dci at dharmasteel.com. Um, so you've still got a little bit of time, but get, get them in early if you can, as soon as you've got them finished, um, and they'll be added to the list so we can start the judging process. Um, so, yeah, one stunning image and a very brief description of the piece, um, and you can start sending those images in at any time now. We'll be posting them on social media as well and all that kind of stuff. So make, make sure the images are good. And we're you know, incorruptible, it's, it's right? You, the three of us are Mastery? incorruptible, right? Well, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm saying it. I've never said that. We're not. Wait a second. Now we have a fucking breach. We have a breach of. We have a breach right now. A bad breach. You're supposed. We didn't to... sign any sort of contract that said that brown paper bags full of cash w- couldn't be accepted. That's okay. A, beyond a breach. I that was. I thought it was going to be a little leak of a breach. That's a fucking hole. The whole wall fell down. And it's fist dipped all over the place. <laughs> That's a big breach. You know. I think we're un- incorruptible. Blink, blink, blink. I think we are. It's obviously a joke. Obviously, yeah. We, we yeah, we we look at the work and we we'll judge what we think looks. Cool. I mean, it's, it's an image. We're not going to get to see these things. Right. Um, but yeah, it's going to be cool. So remember, Dharma Steel. They make the beautiful, beautiful uh, Damascus stainless, amazing patterns. Go and have a look at dharmasteel.se, The patterns they have, or Dharma Steel Lab on Instagram, or Dharma Steel mm-hmm. AB on Instagram. Um, and I've just seen today actually somebody's put a ring on that they've made with Dharma Steel, and it this thing is beautiful beautiful what kind of ring so if you want to make something special use dharma steel if you're doing the build along get those pictures taken get some beautiful pictures and send them to dci at dharmasteel.com and maybe you'll be one of the two winners um and there is prizes i know they've got like a half meter bar of pattern steel for each winner as well oh wow which is a huge which is big so yeah it's yeah it's going to be cool so uh get making and um, get sending those images to us, dci at dharmasteel.com. So the one image is just for the sub- actual, like, official submission to the competition. But people can exactly. post as much as they want, right? And tag. Exactly. I would still post and tag, like, DCI and whatever, all that stuff, and Damasteel. Yeah, Damasteel build along or whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, as, as a tag. Um, but, yeah, but, yeah, w- when you're happy with what you've got, send one... Uh, you know the best image you can to, to that email address, and, um, and and we'll have some winners. It's all good. Dharma Steel Build Along, I think, is the hashtag. If you want to share your work as you go in, and it would be good to see what you guys are making now because you, you, a lot of you have had this stuff for months. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of you have finished. Right. So yeah, um, hashtag Dharma Steel Build Along. Let's see what you're doing, and when you're ready, DCI at dharmasteel.com. Email those pictures across. Nice. I think I think I have a. Pa- I think they sent me pa- pants. I think I had a shipping notification today from them. Yes, so I think pants are incoming. Yeah, we need to wear our pants um, for the Dharma Steel Live. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, oh, show, for the first time, and I'm just just pants. the just the pants, obviously. Oh, I th- just the pants. I thought <laughs> I was gonna be the first time I've worn pants for any podcast yet. <laughs> I don't normally wear pants. <laughs> it's normally the shirt and tie with no pants. Normally, yeah, right yeah. now, it's just like <laughs> balls are on the seat, <laughs> you know, bouncing around. <laughs> Okay, let's go back to questions. Um, I'm probable iron. um, Or improbable iron. 
I'm probably iron. I'm probably iron. I am probably iron. That's a terrible name for any sort of... I'm probably I'm iron. Probably. Um, he's from Mozambique. Anyway, um, improbable iron maybe it is on Instagram. Um, hey, guys, I've got a business question for you. To what extent do you track expenses? By that, I mean things like overheads, consumables, cost of acquiring new customers, and so on. How close are you to knowing exactly how profitable each knife is? How important do you think that is for full-time makers? And he thanks, thanks all the best from Mozambique. That's a really good question. Um, Can, r- yeah. Before we start, you have to, have to, have to remind me after this question. We have an, uh, a na- we, f- we screwed a name up last week. Oh, we sweet. missed okay. it. And okay. it's shocking that we missed it. So you have to remind me. <laughs> I will do. I will do. Okay. Okay. But yeah, this is a good question. Um, how close are you to knowing exactly how profitable each knife is? Wow. That is, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm nowhere near. Um, I have a feeling Jeff may be a bit closer because he tracks a lot of a lot of sort of different stuff. For sure. And, and Mareko, I believe, you know, you can spend, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks on a single knife. Yeah. So it'd be quite hard to track. Yeah. Um, but yeah, interested. Mareko, I mean, what do you think? I, do you know what it actually costs to make per knife? I, I don't. I've never really tracked the exact expenses, how many belts I'm using, how much time. I, I do. And then the question is, like, yeah. how, do you also count your time as part of that expense, or is it just the materials? Yeah. And he's gone to the nth degree, you know, the cost of acquiring new customers as well and that kind of right. thing. So a lot of this data, you know, it'd be quite hard. So that would be, like, potential answer. advertising costs or email campaigns yeah, yeah. and stuff like that, or yeah, SEO yeah. or, yeah. Um, yeah. I have not done that. <laughs> I've, the best I've done is tried to track um, the amount of time I, it takes me to make a knife, but I haven't. I haven't done the the cost analysis. I guess, or, or not the cost, but you know, tracking costs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeff, what do you think? It's interesting when we talk about like how long something takes you. If you mm. try to track down how long something takes you to do, that's awesome. But that means that's the fastest you do it is how fast you have to do it every single time. Because otherwise, sounds exhausting. Well, no, but it happens. You say, oh, this only took me five minutes to grind. Okay, do 20 knives, and they all have to be at five minutes a pop. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, you have to take averages to a certain right, degree. Sure. You win and yeah, you yeah. lose. We don't do, uh, we don't do, like, I'm not, I don't have a stopwatch, and we're, we're doing it. I'm kind of trying to figure out how much we're getting done per day, and, and we, I know what our daily cost is, and I know what our weekly cost is, our monthly cost, and I know what our nut is for the month. So I'm trying to. That's the expression. <laughs> you don't know. What the, you don't ever heard that expression before. The nut. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I like so it. So you like two nuts this month? You motherfuckers! You motherfuckers! You young guys! You make all these jokes. I mean, that's what you, your monthly nut. That's what's called your monthly nut. What? Do you, do you, <laughs> the squirrel bar. You never know about the monthly nut. You've never heard the expression. What's the that nut? Sounds like some old man stuff. You motherfuckers! Is, you know uh, what? You motherfuckers! He gets his monthly nut. <laughs> that's what it's called. You say to someone, "What do you? What do you? I call, my monthly? That's what it costs per month. That's the nut. You don't know about the nut." <laughs> I'm going to use that in some sort of I'm phrase tomorrow. Speaking to somebody, I don't know who, and it's not going to go well. It's true. He's on. Oh I got. I got a monthly nut. Oh my god! It's 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 a real thing. 
You make me laugh about this stupid <laughs> shit. I didn't even realize. But I mean, we know what it costs per month, and and they're good months and they're bad months. I, I, I we try to. I don't. It's good to. It's good to kind of micro everything, but at the same time, it gets to the point where you know. You don't want to lose your nut on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I you fucking derailed me completely, <laughs> completely, hundred <laughs> percent. I I see what you mean. You're gonna have if you set like a time on, you know, th- as you say, if I'm hand sanding, this may take me forty five minutes, and then you put your pressure on yourself every time you do you it. Have to. You know, so it's if that's uh, your if 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 that's your cost. <laughs> I'm trying not to say monthly nut because, <laughs> because I know it's gonna fuck me up every single time. But if you you know you your 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 price is based on the actuality. Now, of course, you know there are averages of things, and there's some things some things work and some things don't work. I think that it's important to definitely time everything and figure out what the how much it costs to make this, and if you can make something mm-hmm. on the top. The answer is yes, but at the same time, sometimes you gotta like. Take up ten percent, lose ten percent. Sometimes you yeah. win, sometimes you lose. I, I will say when, when I've done batches of things, and I haven't done many of them, but when I've done batches, I think when I first did the Smith and Bard knives, I actually had ten or twelve knives that I started with, and and I started the timer when I first started primary grinding, or just before starting to primary grind for heat treat the first knife, and I went through all twelve knives, stopped the timer, and then kind of just. Yeah, took the average, divided it by twelve knives, and that was my average number. Um, and I, you know, you can do the same thing for like profiling the blades or uh, yeah. hand sanding hand blades, drilling holes, drilling scales, handle sculpting, all that kind of shit. If you're doing them in yeah. batches and then averaging, yeah, far easier in batches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. at the same, okay. at the same time, you know, like they're like hand sanding is perfect. Like if you're doing batches of knives and you're you have you can do x amount of knives hand headed a day and you have to you think ah, i could do better than that the next time then you address your maybe it's your grinding maybe it's your pre-prep it's your prep before the hand sanding and then mm. everything's all about efficiencies and then what makes things faster now right. i have to get yeah. back to what happened last week if we're done with this um last week did you get your monthly nut <laughs> oh this is better than a monthly nut this is a better <laughs> So, <laughs> so so uh Mareko is reading a question from uh, allard forge and he said what his name was, and Mareko didn't notice it. I didn't notice it. You didn't notice it. I noticed it after no. we listened to it. He said, "From this is a question from Allard Forge." He goes, "My name is Dixon Side." <laughs> Dixon Side. We got we done. got fucking and he got nothing. <laughs> and I felt terrible. Listening back, I was just like, Dixon Side. <laughs> we ah. fucking mixed, we missed Dixon side. So well Fal- Forge Allard, well you deserve a redo. You got fucking <laughs> it went right over our heads. Mareko's reading is like, oh, Dixon, Dixon side. side from Allard Forge has to say something, and we're like, yeah, let's hear what ha- let's hear what Mister Side has to say. <laughs> <laughs> well done, uh, you had us. He should start okay. a cider company. I got Dixon Cider. I think yeah, I've heard. Dixon I think cider. I've heard. I that. think there's one out of Texas. Didn't Craig? Craig, you weren't sending us that Dixon Cider. I I sent it to oh, you. Right. When I saw and you it. didn't yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. pick up on his name is Dixon Side. No. All right. Yeah. Got us. Anyway, we were talking about efficiencies. Anyway, weren't we? And you know, making sure how profitable each knife is. What if I told you I could take ten percent off all your consumables? Oh. You'd be all over it, surely. 
if you head to texasfarrysupply.com, um, you can get your Indasa, Rhinoet, your sandpaper, um, and anything else that they sell, and get 10% off by using Knife Talk 10 at checkout. Um, and obviously, they sell everything you need, whether you're a farrier, whether you're a bladesmith, a knife, whatever you want to call yourself, texasfarrysupply.com. Go take a look at everything they've got. As I say, they do have Indasa Rhinoet, which is the sandpaper of the superstars. It's what everybody uses. Make sure you fill up your basket, use Knife Talk 10, and get 10%. 10%. That's unbelievable. You know what that does? That rubs off the monthly nut. <laughs> <laughs> it rubs off your monthly nut. <laughs> oh, we're children. Absolute oh, children. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't that bullshit laughter from other podcasts. It's a real fucking <laughs> Craig and I are trying to make each other laugh. It's all that matters. Should I take this next uh, one from please. Tortuga Blade Works? Please do. Go all right. It says, yeah. appreciate all you gentlemen do for this great community and the many hours you've entertained us while in the shop. Question. Do you ever let blemished knives go out to customers either at a discount or with some understanding of the blemish. As a rule, I don't at all, but I often have customers ask if I have any blemished uh, knives that I'd sell at a discount. I generally always say no because I only want my best work out there, both for the customer experience and because you never know whose hands the blade will end up in and be evaluated by. So letting uh, selling blemished mm. knives at a at a discount of some sort or just being like all right but just so you know there is a slight issue here yeah um i'd say yes i have many a time um and in fact most of the time i'm probably not 100 percent with that knife knowing that i can do slightly better next time um and i think that's okay depending on what it is if it's if it's an obvious i mean we see our own work in a slightly different way because we see every step that we're doing and, um, and some things, we always know, oh, we could do better next right. time with that. And there's always something, even if it's, you know, the underside of a handle or, or the inside of a handle of a scale, you know, where nobody would ever see. Um, so there's always something. But I think when you look at the, the whole package at the end, the, the, the whole thing, um, and for me, it my, my every knife sort of goes goes via my wife and she'll have a look. And I'm thinking, can you see anything with that? And, and I can. I know something. And she's like, no, not at all. It's perfect. And I think sometimes we need that outside person to look and, and to, to tell you that because we know, you know, those little things. And most of the time, I mean, I say blemish or, you know, there's certainly not faults or anything like that at all. But it's just something that we think we could maybe do slightly better with next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's probably why we do what we do anyway, because if it was perfect every time, God, it'd be boring. boring. Yeah, I think yeah. every piece that I send out, there's always room for improvement. And there's things I see, like probably at least half a dozen things that I see that I'm like, oh, all right, well, next time, hopefully I can do better on that. But what I think for me, blemishes are things like um, like an errant 60 grit scratch on a satin finished blade or something like somewhere on the face or say you did it like a really beautiful satin finish on the blade and then it accidentally mm. rubbed against something and it got like a funky scratch and instead of fixing that you're just like i don't want to go back to that so then you're like okay if somebody wants to buy this they can buy it i'll discount them whatever five percent ten percent whatever you want to whatever you think is fair um 
or they just buy it knowing that that's what it's going to look like. And you just have that level of transparency. Um, and when it comes to blemishes like that, I, that's slightly different. Then, yeah, yeah. I would have a hard time sending that out. Like I, I like I yeah. just uh, finished up the knife and the handle material has what would typically be considered flaws that need to be filled. But when I was looking, sometimes I fill those things, but when I was looking at this handle material, it actually didn't really, it wasn't anything that was going to damage the knife over long-term use. And it actually kind of like fed to the aesthetic because it was kind of like a brute to forge knife. And so the handle material mm. also had some like some kind of quote unquote rough or flaws to it, but it fit the overall aesthetic. And I let that go where normally yeah. uh, if it was like a really highly refined knife, like a mosaic Damascus integral chef's knife or something like that, I'd be like, I got to fit, I got to fill that. But because it fit the overall aesthetic, because there was kind of a sense of intention to that look, that was fine with me. But when I think blemishes to me are things that are, are accidents or like a portion of the handle chips out or, or there's an errant scratch, like I said, on the blade. And then you're just like, I'm fucking done with this thing. I, somebody can either take a discount or just accept it as it is. Um, mm. And I, I can't, I can't I do that myself. But, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, but yeah. I think if it's communicated well, um, I've talked about a brand in the past, um, Hyatt Denim, and they make handmade oh, yeah. jeans, and I, and I love them. And I love the whole, the way they brand themselves, everything is amazing. And um, But they do a sale once a year, and they call it gold for the price of silver. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is stuff which is almost like B-stock. Okay. There may be like one errant stitch on that. So they're aware that, that there, there is a fault, but it's it's so small that's not really noticeable unless you were that maker who made it um but yeah they they actually labor gold for the price of silver and they say that it's not perfect stock but they do discount quite heavily and they they do that once a year like for one week um and it's part of their annual sort of marketing strategy and that's that's that sort of works because they're very upfront with it um and they'll even put you know because each each pair, of the, you know, the handmade. Mm-hmm. So the the one that you see on the website is is the one that you buy in. So they will take a picture of uh, the slightest little blemish, and you're like, well, to me that looks perfect. I don't see, you know. But the maker themselves weren't 100 percent happy with it, so they go in that sale. So if if it's communicated well, I think yeah, you could you could do it. I think. Um, but we've talked about this in the past as well. There's different levels to this game where Morocco may take three months on a knife. And everything has to be perfect, or you could be doing a run of knives, and they need to be out in you know X amount of time. I say I wouldn't let a knife go out with a fault, but if I'm not, you know, one hundred percent with it, I've learned to be okay with that. It's it's interesting because I, when I was thinking about it, <clears throat> I was thinking about it. I thought about I, there was one point where I was grinding a knife four forty C, and it had a deep, and it had some deep mill scale pitting that translated mm. into the finish. And I thought, I like it. I don't, I, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't read to me as something that I like, well, it shouldn't be that way. Now, if it was a set yeah. of six knives that had to be identical, that's a different star, story. Mm-hmm. But like, I, it was, it was like an artifact of the production. I didn't have a problem with it at all. It, I, I've, I, however, it's, it is like you saying levels. Like there are times where, I'll be putting a handle on and then I'll see something that 
the dis- the difference between a crack and a fissure and a natural you know a natural vein in the wood versus like is mm. it a crack is it a vein is it what's going on I, you got to make a judgment. I make a judgment call on that, and I'll usually replace the handle because I'm just like, I, well, if I'm thinking about it too much, then that's the other thing. I usually have this thing if 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 it bothers me enough that I'm thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, I just take yeah, it off and yeah. do it and don't really think too mm. much more of it. But um, that's a good move. You don't want you don't want that big throbbing vein in the middle of it all. <laughs> yeah, you know, it'll, you know what it'll do. It'll yeah. affect the monthly nut. <laughs> <laughs> fucking retard so stupid absolutely fantastic. <laughs> but you laugh see the problem is you little bastard you laugh and that makes me laugh I can't help it you start with that Ricky Gervais laugh of yours I can't help myself uh, yeah so yeah sorry back to um, this Jeff yeah Blemishes. I have uh, I'm fine I mean I, I, Sometimes I've got a good example. I've got a good Go example then. Um, when I was doing camp knives, I did for the first time, I did um, G10 sheaths. Um, and I wasn't a well, I wasn't 100% happy with them. They were the first ones I'd made, they were the best I could do at that time. But I knew that in the future they would be better. Um, so again, not there was no fault with them, but the actual finish and the way you know, aesthetically, I think could have been better. Um, so I think I think sometimes you give it your best shot, but knowing you can get better over time, especially when you're doing something new. Um, and I think that's fine because it doesn't affect, you know, the, the product as such. This is almost like an ancillary bit of the product, um, which still functioned perfectly well anyway. Um, yeah, so that, that's probably a good example of thinking, well, that's as good as I can do at the moment. That's it's going to go. You know? Well, um, I, you know, it reminds me of the reason why we don't sell friction folders as part of often. The only times I'll, I use it as a class because, because there's a riveted, the pin is riveted, there is little adjustments that would make it different than what a normal folder buyer would be used to. Like there are, it's almost like a pair of tongs. You know, if you have a pair of tongs over time, you're opening and closing it, the rivet kind of, you know, conditions and you got to be able to fix it. I felt the need that over time, I'm not interested in getting calls saying, well, this thing loosened up, what do I do? And I don't want to say, well, you just put it on an anvil and give it a knock or, or, you know, if it's too tight, you put a little, you know, uh, WD-40 in the hinge and you put it in some soft ices and move it around. I don't want yeah. that. And that to me is almost like a blemish where it's like, I can't control, it's out of your I control. can't control yeah. Yeah. all of it. So I'd rather just not have it. And I think to me, yeah. that's kind of what a blemish is, is like, mm. you know, standing behind something too. Like, I don't necessarily want to have to send, uh, I think when we had one, I made one tiny knife out of Baker Forge and tool and there was this that beautiful stuff and there was one little tiny dot of nickel, but it wasn't a blemish. It was just a part of the way it was, I ground it, but it was just like one. And I just, just made the decision, like, we'll put it up on the website, but I'm going to write that there's this one little spot of nickel. You know, I just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that that wasn't just like, I wasn't hiding something. But at the same yeah. time, I'm not going to illuminate everybody on every, you know, if you put your magnifying glass up to, you know, section 4B, you'll notice, I don't want to do that, <laughs> you know, because I mean, because then all of a sudden you're opening yourself up to that, like, you know, 
I just don't want to do the get a GPS tracking code on you know some like fucking scratch you don't like. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, before we take the next question, I want to tell everybody about KnifePrint.com. Um, we talk about this every week um, because it's 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 the future, man. Um, so imagine that you can design your knife in a browser on your screen. You can press a button and they'll send you a blank that's been laser cut out. That's essentially what they do. But there's a lot more to it than that. So if you've never done CAD before, which is computer-aided design, um, you'll know that it's a ball ache. Um, you need to you know, get software, you need licensing, and all the rest of it. You don't need to with knifeprint.com. It's all in the browser. You just log in. Um, they've got special CAD tools, which are knife-specific. A really great education center, which will show you how to, you know, how to use the tools that they've got. Um, you can then print out your designs to paper for a template if you want, or as I say, you can press print, choose the stock of material you want and the thickness, and they'll they'll laser cut or water jet it, and they'll send them out to you. Um, really, really great service. So knifeprint.com, uh, go take a look. Okay, what else have we got? Anything else? DTM yeah. shenanigans. He has a question. This is uh, <clears throat> DTM Shenanigans says, managed to score a day or two to head to Maker's Camp this year. Do you gents have any recommendations or tips for the best Maker Camp experience for someone who can't attend the entire event? Mm. So the Maker Camp over up in uh, Durham, East Durham, not too far from where Jimmy Duresta lives. And it's a big space where they have tents and then they have a campsite and you can go and there are tons of makers and blacksmiths and me and the boys of Modern Forge are going to be there. Cliff, John, uh, Jesse, Carrie, we're all going to be there. Uh, Mareka's going to be there. Yeah, yeah. Brodbeck's going to be there. All these, you know, and then their woodworking people are going to be there. And it's kind of like, it's like a, it's like an outdoor convention almost. And it's fun. Yeah. And then they have barbecue at night. And then they have campfires at night, and then they have lot. There's plenty of drinking, and there's plenty of carousing. So there's karaoke. Yeah, if you want that. <laughs> I was trying to think of a Rolling Stone song that I could think sing for you. I I'll tell you, we had uh, back in the day. We lived with this. It was a very international uh, apartment, and one of the people, one of the couples that lived there, were Japanese, and they used to drag us to this karaoke place where you rent a room and uh, we would all do we get booze and do karaoke and the wife said to me if you don't want to do karaoke the most important thing you should do is find one song and practice that one song Mm. and then be good at that one song and then you don't have to do it anymore so i would do jumping jack flash every time and then i would do all the but that would that's it that's it yeah it's amazing especially when people have had a drink they're like i've got carry i've got it sorted they'll know the first few lines or the first you know up to the chorus <laughs> so as soon as they get to a bridge they're like the, the voice I've gets really quiet before in my life <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you yeah. must do you yeah. hate karaoke well, craig um no i love it actually I, to be honest with you i was i was never one to go on karaoke i was just like no way but like the last i don't know two or three years i was just like fuck it and i love it it's great fun well you're a professional so, yeah, singer now so that, well i was gonna say isn't that like <laughs> well, your gig? i wouldn't quite say that but wouldn't quite well, say you're that, taking but, money um, for it so you're professional <laughs> yeah i suppose yeah i suppose I, I did karaoke when we went to spain actually oh. i was very very drunk what yeah, did you sing but, um i sung the killers all these things um all these things that i've done um yeah no it's good fun good fun <sighs> shall we call well, it a day? we, we didn't tell what this to this guy what he should do 
Oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> there you I, go. I, no, of course. Of course. Of course. I, um, what should he yeah, do? What do you think, Jeff? I think you should get yourself a package where you can get some food. Number one. Don't, you know, that get a package, get some food. Or bring a lunch or something. Hey, bring a lunch. And then uh, just go meet as many people as you can and see different things and try stuff out. You can do some blacksmithing, even if you've never done it before. I know that uh, Bob Menard will right. run they have forges and they'll show you how to cook with coke forge and an anvil and then they'll you can forge you can get in line and then forge for that's a good time that's a that would be definitely something fun i mean you're not gonna make a knife but the coal iron guys will be there they'll they're really interesting to talk to good guys um there's a lot of good people to talk to i, I would try to think about what you want to get out of it um if you want to do demo stuff or you want to kind of meet people and talk to people uh, and then nighttime's fun. I mean, they have food, and then the the campfires are a lot of fun. Um, I think you can just be open to it, and then you'll be fine. I, I would say that, like, it can be kind of busy, and people are walking all over the place, kind of like Blade Show in a way. And so maybe have a few priorities so that you are that you are really important to you to catch but then yeah like jeff said kind of be a little bit more open and flexible to kind of check out some new things and there's people that are doing all kinds of stuff from 3d printing with plastic and resin to i think last year uh, there were people doing glass and there's the total boat people are building boats and using epoxies and resins and stuff like that and they have cnc routers and the forgers and yeah all kinds don't of plan on making something important no don't like a lot of do people not. do that they're like i'm gonna come and i'm gonna forge it no 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 you know you'd be lucky if you knock a leaf out or a last hook and bob menard's gonna make you do an s hook or something so just go have a good time meet some people you know enjoy the camaraderie and uh it is a really kind of a nice event it's a really really nice probably one of my favorite events to go to yeah cool cool okay let's call it a day then um thank you all for listening um next week we have a special show we are on show 300 300 so yeah well maybe so I don't know. well you're gonna be that. from <laughs> are you gonna be in are you gonna be able to make it are you gonna be in uh you're gonna be in yeah i travel i travel um on the thursday oh yeah which is a week today um yeah, yeah, I'll be able to make it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be tired, but I've been driven all day. We could do what we did yeah, before if you wanted. Um, that probably would be better for me, actually. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's the yeah. after show already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's the after show. Wait there, just a sec. No, it's the after <laughs> show. Let's do it properly. Come on, we're not amateurs. <laughs> uh, you got that? Yes, let's do that then. Let's if, if you're both available, let's do it on the Wednesday. Be yeah. uh, I can't. I just oh. realized. Oh. I just realized. Oh, say that. Look, <laughs> I fucked up. Yeah. I just realized I have a thing. Look, oh. so, so look, in the real show, you pretend to be this nice guy. As soon as we go to the after show, you go, like, nah, I didn't fucking mean that. I... <laughs> is that the seventh? Oh. No, is that on, the sixth? Look. Uh, Wednesday is the ninth. Oh, shit. I'm looking at the wrong month. Sixth. No, Wednesday is the sixth. Yes, yeah. I think, I think, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, I have a, okay. uh, I hate to even tell you what I have to do, but I, I don't worry about it. But okay. I'll let you know. I'll <laughs> let you know uh, later. Okay. 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 Yeah. Just, yeah. Just 
If not, don't worry. We sh- we've got the Saturday and Sunday as well, maybe. Okay. Um, which we want would you to be, be relaxed, you know? Yeah. I, if, if you're available, either of you, the Saturday or the Sunday would be better for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I can and do it, that. Yeah. I can do that. Uh, okay, we'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, listen, I can do that. Nah, maybe uh, not. Uh, listen, 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 listen. I'll tell you. Hillary and I are trying to spend as much time as possible, and we're filling the weekends up with. She's got plans for us, so we're we're going yeah, and doing you, all yeah. sorts of stuff. And it's I'm excited because we're transitioning into uh, empty nest. So Hillary's yes, making yeah. a lot of plans. There's a lot of trips and little things, and it's kind of funzy. So I can't. I just don't want to like commit, but. I'll gotcha. figure something. We'll figure something. We always okay. do. We've been figuring it out for Let a long time. Let me know when you... I can do any day but Thursday, I suppose, because that's my travel day. So, yeah. Okay. You just let we'll me know. F- I'll, we'll, we'll figure out in the group text. Okay. This is great I content. mean, it ain't great. <laughs> can you believe we're on nearly episode 300 and we're putting our shit like this? <laughs> it's not optimal. What? So anybody watching or reading or listening to anything any worth a damn? I am watching um, The Patient um, with Steve Carell mm. um, on, well, it's on Disney for us. I'm, I'm not sure it would be for it's you probably guys. probably like Hulu. Really, really good. Cinemax. Really, <laughs> really gripping stuff. And it was it was clearly all done in um, lockdown because um, basically he's a, a psychiatrist, but he's taken hostage by uh, one of his patients. Oh. Um so yeah, he's chained to the floor in this room, and yeah, they don't get within three meters of each other. It's all very obviously done in COVID, but it's really, really good. It's like they're like twenty-minute episodes as well, so it's like you got to watch the next one. Oh, I got you. And I think there's not. I think there's nine of them, um, and I'm on about six now. Really, really good. Really, but it's good. dark, right? It's dark, but um, yeah, no, no, but it's good. It's it's like really fast-paced, and it's really. Edgy seed stuff, and there's a lot of drama involved, yeah. But when there's what three, possibly four actors in the whole thing, um, it's very good. Hmm. Very good. I've been watching uh, 1899, which I think is on Netflix. It's about some sort of ghost ship. I don't know. I'm like on the third episode, and I'm still not super hmm. into it yet. <laughs> and so uh-huh. I'm still going with it, but at the same time i'm kind of like i i I watch this when uh like sarah's been uh hanging out with friends lately because she's had people in town and so i try to watch like scary kind of creepy spooky stuff because she fucking mm-hmm. hates that stuff uh which yeah. is fair um that i've got something very spooky happening in my life at ooh. the moment um so as bizarre as this sounds um amy and i may be buying a church oh um not because I'm thinking of becoming yeah. ordained or anything, but it's an old community church. It's an old community church back in Wales, and it's like dirt, dirt cheap. But the thing is, it's, it's up for auction, and um, it's called Salem. It's, it's huh? the Salem Chapel. Okay. And um, the auction number is number 13. And it's meant to be haunted. And there's all these oh, things wow. just like fucking up. This I'm obviously going to get killed in this place. It comes with a graveyard, and you oh, know, sweet Salem lot thirteen with a graveyard. It's just it's asking for trouble. I know, but um, that's one of the reasons I'm going back. Actually, so yeah. But um, yeah, so that's going to be spooky as hell. And I don't deal well with. Uh, spooky do you have any? Do you have any like? If you were to get this, do you have any sort of responsibility towards the cemetery? I mean, obviously you can't like. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, the cemetery needs to be there for, I think it's another like 200 years. Oh, wow. Um, so you, you've got to give people access to, it's very small. There's, I think there's like 10 stones on, on it, and it's a very small patch out the front. Um, there's about 10 stones, and they've been there for, you know, their relatives are probably all dead. This building's 400 years old, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's very old, but, um, yeah, I, I don't think you, you obviously can't, you know, dig them up mm. <laughs> or charge them rent uh, or charge them <laughs> rent. Yeah. It's, it's just, yeah, it's just, they're just there. They're just there. Got to live with it. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be well spooky if we manage to get sure. there. But, uh, you, uh, you are, are you going to turn it into character. like an Airbnb? No, um, so it's, it's a listed. I don't know if you get them in America. We get we get listed properties over here. So buildings of significant architectural importance, okay. um, they're listed with the government. So that basically they restrict what you can do with mm. them. Um, so this one in particular, you couldn't make residential in any way. Um, so we're thinking of it becoming a community studio. Mm. Sure. And like cinema as well, you know. Oh, so very cool. it's 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 back in the village where Amy was born, back you know where she where her family oh, grew wow. up and all the rest of it. So we know we know it quite well, um, and it's you know it's pretty cut off from you know the rest of the world. So it'd be nice to have some sort of community, I say you know once a month cinema or you know that kind of thing to put put, put on for people. Um, but um, but yeah, we'd have a, a recording studio there as well. Um, so I could go back and we could get bands in and all that kind of stuff. I could so. see you py- pirating That's... movies and playing them <laughs> on a big screen in the church well, or something. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, you know, 18 foot by 18 foot porn. Oh in, my in God, church. yeah. You know, yeah. that ought to go That's well. one way to be struck down, isn't that it? That ought to yeah. go well, eh? <laughs> Yeah. You really, you really yeah. playing Devil's up. Rejects and Halloween inside the church. Yeah. Really get you yourself imagine? into some situation. <laughs> you got, you yeah. got a lot yeah. of stuff with you. Why not? Why not? You, you know what? Why Can not? I tell you guys something odd? Go ahead. Or I feel yes, like yes. it's odd, but for me it's very, I don't know, it doesn't bother me. Ever since I was a little kid, I've always loved walking through cemeteries. That's weird. That <laughs> they that's never weird. bother me at all. At uh, all. That's weird. Church, but weirdly, even <laughs> churches weird you like it. Because you go in and they go cold because the big thick walls and the stone and you hear this reverb when you sure. talk and it echoes with it. Well, it's out, but, it's um, not like I like it. Like I start, I get giddy or laughing or anything. It's just like for me, it's like walking yeah. through a park, like walking through Central Park, except oh. for it's a cemetery. Okay, except for it's a park that's full not, of dead bodies. Okay, that's not weird. That now that's not weird. Now, if you were just like you step foot on a cemetery, you take your shoes off and start smiling, now that's weird. Dip <laughs> 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 my fingers down to the freshly yeah, turned. Yeah, you like start like it's, what is it called? Is it called? Uh, Earthing? What is it when you like walk with your grounding? Sh- no sh- round it, ground it, yeah. Grounding. Yes, Kumarek yeah. likes to ground on a cemetery. That yeah. would be weird. <laughs> you know, you know about grounding? Very. Yeah, Craig? I'm familiar. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, our yeah. listeners, it's when you walk barefoot in the grass, there are, there are certain baseball players. There was this great baseball player who used to play for the Yankees, Matt Carpenter, and he, no matter what stadium he was in, he'd show up half an hour earlier than he was supposed to, and he would walk the outfield with his shoes off and mm. he would ground and he felt like he was connecting with the stadium. It was kind of mm. weird. Very strange. Well, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah. I'm watching nothing. Yeah. I'm do? watching nothing. Honestly, give it a go. Um, the, the patient. Uh, what did I say it was called? The patient. Yeah, the patient. Yeah, I don't, yeah. it's very I just good. Have a, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I was like, I, I, I want to not have nightmares. 
Like I haven't been, we haven't been sleeping oh. well. We've Hillary and I have like weird dreams since we dropped Lila off. It's like every night. Hmm. It's, it's been like, like anxiety dreams. No, it's just like dream. You know, I like it when you fall asleep and there's nothing. I like oh, nothing. Interesting. But we are like, it's like vivid dreams and like it's not peril. It's not anxiety. It's just like it's your you wake up and you're tired from all the fucking brain activity oh, it's just like there's too much dreaming <laughs> you Knock feel like the off. dreaming is disruptive to your sleep it's disruptive it's huh. thinking oh i woke up you never know what happened you, you're not gonna believe what happened what happened and i forgot but at the same time <laughs> but it's the same time it's just like it was so you're so goddamn active night, that yeah. it's just like how the fuck can i rest if i'm my brain's running around like a goddamn gerbil in a wheel yeah yeah hmm but this isn't like this. There's no peril in this. It doesn't put you in that position, you know. Um, but it is good anyway. Anyway, right. Let's call it a day. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we shall speak to you next week for our. our we don't know when we're recording it, but it'll be live. You know, yeah, on Monday, of course. as it normally is. Episode. Should we do something special for it, or just do our own thing? All right. I might put some pants on. Maybe. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> right. Thank you all for listening. Bye for now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.